Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to our Transformation by Truth podcast and day four of week two of the Quest for Holiness, Perfection, and Everlasting Life 2022. Now, clearly, we are nearing the end of this pivotal week dedicated to analyzing your greatest help in this quest. And I trust you have enjoyed yourself thus far and have found yourself growing closer to the spirit of Elohim throughout this series. Today, I have another power-packed podcast ready for you, touching on two of the seven primary functions of the spirit in our quest. Let's get started. Now, our series objective is to complete a full examination of the set-apart spirit of Elohim by analyzing seven of his primary functions in our lives. These functions are helper, life source, guide, translator, revelator, connection, and regulator. Now, without further ado, I want to introduce our feature lesson, A Word of Truth Accounting of the Set-Apart Spirit of Elohim, Day 4. Now, the title of today's podcast is The Holy Spirit, My Translator, and My Revelator. I shall go on to visions and revelations of Yahuwah, 2 Corinthians 12.1. Now, here are the feature lesson objectives. One, analyze the Holy Spirit as our translator. Two, analyze the Holy Spirit as our revelator. Three, examine the beliefs of those who don't believe the truth. And four, examine an infinite cycle of the work of the Spirit. Let's begin with the Holy Spirit, my translator. Now, John 4, 23 to 24 reads, but the hour is coming and now is, and the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father also does seek such to worship him. Elohim is spirit, and those who worship him need to worship him in spirit and truth. Now, besides confirming the spiritual nature of the Father, these verses establish the requirements for engaging him, spirit and truth. Now, although we satisfy the spirit requirement at the initial salvation, this spiritual overture is not as conclusive as it is decisive, for our ability to progressively communicate with the Father is contingent to our regulated spiritual growth. Now, this speaks to the difference between reception and implementation. At the initial salvation, we receive many diverse powers via the Spirit, nothing more, nothing less. Therefore, as our reception of the Spirit does not dynamically increase our spiritual capacity, conversion is the primary work of the Spirit in our lives. Now, needless to say, conversion is very similar to transformation. 
The primary difference is transformation focuses on the physical change required to assimilate us the spiritual model of Yahushua Messiah, and conversion focuses on the spiritual increase required for us to receive and progress the Father's will in our lives. Two parallel roads leading to the same destination. Now, conversion occurs as we incrementally release all the powers of the Spirit as we master the Father's will. Now, this speaks to why transformation, conversion, and sanctification boast higher spiritual grades than the initial salvation. Now, as our reception of the Spirit has no eternal value if we fail to implement His powers, salvation is incomplete without transformation, conversion, and sanctification. Now, this proves transformation, conversion, and sanctification are the most critical of all spiritual processes. Now, this brings us to another critical work of the Spirit. As spiritual conversion does not dynamically occur at the end of salvation, we are unable to directly communicate with the Father on any terms. Therefore, the Spirit will serve as our translator so the Father can consistently reveal His will to us as we progress the transmission process in our lives. Nonetheless, translation does not conclude with an initial or continual work of the Spirit. According to the Scriptures, we must worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Ergo, we still need to fulfill the truth factor to master His will and complete the work of the Spirit in our lives. Let's now discuss the Holy Spirit, my Revelator. As you have likely gathered, the Spirit is the primary means by which the Father reveals truth, namely in the form of revelation to His people. And the size and scope of the revelation are not critical factors. What is critical is the reason why a revelation is needed. A revelation of the Spirit consists of truths that are critical to our spiritual progress. They can come in many forms, but the uniting factor is they all derive from the Spirit, and the one receiving the revelation, being in tune with the Spirit, is prepared to act on it. 1 Corinthians 2, 7-8 reads, But we speak the wisdom of Elohim, which was hidden in a secret, and which Elohim ordained before the ages for our esteem, which no one of the rulers of this age knew, for if they had known, they would not have impaled the master of esteem. But as it has been written, eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, nor have entered into the heart of man what Elohim has prepared for those who love him. But Elohim has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all matters, even the depths of Elohim. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man, except the spirit of the man that is in him? So also the thoughts of Elohim, no one has known except the spirit of Elohim. And we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from Elohim in order to know what Elohim has favorably given us, which we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, 
but which the set-apart spirit teaches, comparing spiritual matters with spiritual matters. But the natural man does not receive the matters of the spirit of Elohim, for they are foolishness to him, and he is unable to know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual discerns indeed all matters, but he himself is discerned by no one. Now, this passage clearly proves that everyone who is being led by the Spirit will receive revelations. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when and how often. For revelations are as the day breaking for the masters of holiness. Let's now discuss the beliefs of those who do not believe. Now, here's a question. As it pertains to Spirit's role as a revelator, what is one of the primary ways we can identify those who are not being led by the Spirit? The answer, by their beliefs. Now, first and foremost, the beliefs of those who do not believe the truth are an obvious contradiction with the Scriptures. And no wonder, for the Scriptures reveal to us the word of truth. Ergo, it is impossible to be aligned with the scriptures and not be led by the Spirit into the truth. This is the first obvious fault of these false believers. Now, the second obvious fault stems from the first. That is, the beliefs of these individuals are incoherent. And this should come as no surprise to anyone. Truly, the word of truth is a very deep and powerful arrangement of complex knowledge, and it is impossible to keep it all together in a coherent manner apart from an advanced spiritual faculty. No doubt these false believers possess no such spiritual faculty, and their beliefs are often ridiculous and have no place in any progressive reality. What is more, their basis beliefs do not evolve. Either they're either static or they devolve into even greater levels of spiritual insanity. And this is a third obvious fault. Now, the sum of this discussion speaks to the infinite value of truth, which further reveals the infinite value of the spirit's role as a revelator. Truly, as a spirit progressively reveals the truth to us, we don't have to get caught up with all the error in the religious circuit. Neither do we have to be discouraged by the enormous lot of men and women who do not believe. We, my friends, quite simply need to lean on the Holy Spirit, our revelator, and trust his guidance from the first step on our quest until the last. Romans 3, 3-4 reads, for what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief cause the faithfulness of Elohim to be without effect? Let it not be, but let Elohim be true and every man a liar. Let's now discuss an infinite cycle of the Spirit. Now, the topics from today's lesson constitute an infinite cycle. And as I have mentioned in times past, the infinite cycle is a validated model of truth. We know this because Elohim, the ultimate source of truth, 
is infinite. Psalm 103-5 reads, Know that Yahuwah, he is Elohim. He has made us, and we are his. His people and the sheep of his pasture. For Yahuwah is good. His loving commitment is everlasting, and his truth to all generations. Psalm 117.2 reads, Praise Yahuwah, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples. For his loving commitment is mighty over us, and the truth of Yahuwah is everlasting. Praise Yah. Psalm 119.891 reads, Forever, O Yahuwah, your word of truth stands firm in the heavens. Your trustworthiness is to all generations. You establish the earth, and it stands. According to your right rulings, they have stood to this day, for all are your servants. Now, the infinite cycle found within this lesson is centered on spiritual translation, revelation, transformation, and conversion. Now, it begins with translation. The Spirit translates the Father's will to us in a way we can both appreciate and understand. After translation is revelation. The Spirit reveals to us the details of the Father's will, which he has translated for us, with the intent of fully preparing us to execute it. Now, this matter lends itself to what I would call a superfunction of the Spirit an activity which requires the spirit to operate in two or more of its primary roles. Now, in the case of translation and revelation, it is clear we are not ready to execute the Father's will at the point of translation. This is because translation does not go beyond providing a fundamental comprehension of the Father's will. And oftentimes, before we become mature in the spirit, we are not always aware when the process of translation is occurring. This is why the process of revelation is so critical, for it takes translation a step further. If you were to look at it as a puzzle, translation creates the border of the puzzle, giving it structure. And revelation begins putting in the pieces so you can clearly see the picture. Along these lines, the process of revelation is the juncture where we obtain convictions, and our convictions are the building blocks of our faith and the primary determining factor of our actions. Now, convictions are a subset of our most firm beliefs. They are highlighted by a line of demarcation which, if one should choose to cross, would result in a profound feeling of shame seeing as they have betrayed themselves and compromised their principles and evolved into a lesser man or woman. Now, this is why the process of revelation is so crucial, for convictions by precedence keep us on the way of holiness, for it reveals to us the boundaries of the Father's will so we do not ignorantly cross over the lines. This is why I love the example of a puzzle when examining this particular role of the Spirit. It's because we don't know where the Father's will is going to take us from one day to the next. However, as the Spirit serves as our revelator, we can be assured the path will grow brighter each day as we obtain and abide by the convictions we meritoriously gained.
Now, back to the infinite cycle. Revelation leads to transformation, where as we are convicted, we are transformed. Likewise, and as I have prior stated, transformation leads to conversion, where as we are changed via transformation, we experience unlimited spiritual increase via conversion, after which the Spirit will begin translating new components of the Father's will, and the cycle will begin again. So here you have it. Translation leads to revelation, which leads to transformation, which leads to conversion, which leads us back to translation. Now, here's the final word. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day, my translator, my revelator. Now, being the foundation of one of the most critical processes, the spirit of translation and revelation, further being infinite in nature, is clearly a depiction of the overarching model of salvation. For as the spirit translates and reveals the Father's will to us, we prove ourselves by obedient faith that we are men and women of principles and convictions, and this is how we are being saved. Let's now discuss what's next in this series. So today's podcast, we completed the Holy Spirit, my translator, and my revelator. And tomorrow, we'll discuss the Holy Spirit, my connection, and my regulator. hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.